Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's a Thursday here on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, and that means it's time to get riled up with your boy, Roy White, without my man, Tom Ryle, who will be on hiatus again this week, hopefully back with us next week. I'm going to take you through some thoughts that I have on the Dallas Cowboys today. And truthfully, whenever you know, you're know you told, hey, uh, you're going to do this show solo, you really got to get in the lab. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I went and took a look specifically at whether or not the Cowboys on paper are substantially better than they were in 2022. And I think what you will find, of course, it's impossible to say three months before the season begins that the Cowboys will have more success in 2023 than they did in 2022. I think based on history over the last 27 years, the Cowboys haven't really ever finished better than they did in 2022. And so the odds would be against them that their success will improve this season, despite the fact that I think their roster is substantially better. But again, this exercise today, what I want to take you through, is a look at position by position, whether or not the Cowboys are improved versus the very best version they put out in 2022, right? So I'm not taking a comparison about how the Cowboys look here on June 1st of 2023 versus how the Cowboys looked during the first week of the regular NFL season in 2022. I'm not picking a specific date here out of the calendar year. Instead, we're looking at the best version that the Cowboys put out there at their respective positions during the 2022 season. For example, Josh Ball and Connor McGovern started the season at left tackle and left guard for the Dallas Cowboys in 2022. If we make comparisons against those guys, things are going to look a lot rosier, right? But if we consider that midway through the season, they did get Tyron Smith back, they added Jason Peters, that's the group that I want to compare the 2023 version as we are right now in June against what the best version was available to the Cowboys in 2022. So let's go through that position by position, and I'll make my case for why I came up with the evaluation I did. And of course, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, I'd love to hear from you. At RW3 on Twitter, you can, of course, respond to the associated article that will be going up with this podcast there on bloggingtheboys.com. And make sure you subscribe to that fantastic YouTube channel there on the Blogging the Boys podcast page. To, uh, to keep you up to date, bloggingtheboys.com, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You'll be just fine. Uh, so again, we're comparing 
what the Cowboys roster looks like right now, June 1st, to the very best version they put out there in 2022. And at quarterback, nothing really changes, right? The best version they put out there was Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. That's what they're running back with in 2023. And so my evaluation here is, is a push. Um, as a Dak believer, bona fide, subscribed, I'd like to say definitively that the 2023 version will be better than he was in 2022. After all, we're another year removed from his horrific injury that ended his 2020 season. But more than that, I tend to look at a specific statistic that I think has a significant significant chance of regressing to the mean for Dak Prescott, and that is his interception percentage. Last season, Dak Prescott threw an interception on 3.8% of his passes. Now, we all know that he was turnover prone. That's not a secret. Whether or not those were his fault or some on his wide receivers is debatable. But I look at this specific number, 3.8% of Dak's throws turned into interceptions. Never before in Dak's career had he had an interception rate over two and a half. And he hadn't had an interception rate over 1.8% since his sophomore season back in 2017. So again, to me, if I were going to make an argument why I think the Cowboys are better at quarterback in 2023 than they were in 2022, I would start by the fact that I think Dak Prescott, just by regressing to the mean from an interception percentage standpoint, will likely put himself in a better position in 2023. Having said that, objectively it's nearly impossible to see this say the team is better here from a personnel standpoint even if you're going to argue that brian schottenheimer's tweaks are going to bring you know the success or the dak prescott that we're all hoping for that's fair but in my opinion objectively you can't say definitively this team is better or worse at the quarterback position so i had that as a push heading into 2023 The running back position, last year, headlined by Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, and a sprinkle of Malik Davis, right? He did get one start where he ran 39 uh, yards on 10 carries against the Titans. They didn't really need him in that game. That being said, the Cowboys really never even quite learned their lesson in 2022. Uh, Despite the fact that Tony Pollard objectively was the better running back all season long, they continued to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. Therefore, heading into 2023, the Cowboys are undoubtedly better at the running back position simply by virtue of the fact that Tony Pollard is slated to take a lion's share of the carries going forward. Here's my argument. Last season, would you believe that Tony Pollard exceeded 15 rushes just three times in 18 games. He had 18 touches just four times in those 18 games. Despite the fact that he averaged 5.2 yards per carry, and despite the fact that he was clearly the most effective weapon at the running back position last season, by comparison, Ezekiel Elliott, carried the ball 15 times in 12 games last year, despite missing a pair of games. And he also maintained a 3.8 yards per carry average. 
Oh, by the way, Zeke had 18 touches in six of those games, and he out-touched Tony Pollard in 95% of the games that the Cowboys played last year. The only one he didn't was the game he got hurt in when they basically handed the load to Tony Pollard. So from that perspective, just by virtue that Tony Pollard is fixed to, to be in a bigger role at the running back position, the Cowboys are better at that position heading into 2023. And I don't think there's a debate about that. The next position, a fun one this offseason, as we spent a lot of time on it, the tight ends. Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot were the group in 2022. Bye-bye, Dalton. Hello, Luke Schoonmaker. Now, to me, the evaluation here, on paper, the Cowboys got worse at the position. And I'm sorry to say it, but for all of his faults, and I get it, maybe Dalton Schultz wasn't worth the money he got paid this offseason or the money he was asking for from the Cowboys. And if you didn't want to pay it, I understand it. But at the same time, we need to understand the type of player Dalton Schultz was over the last two seasons and what he really brought to the table. Okay, we're talking about a guy who over the last two years has been second on the team, only behind C.D. Lamb in, in targets and receptions. Even last year, when he had a bona fide number two wide receiver with him, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz caught 10 more passes than he did on the same number of targets. Over the last two seasons, only three tight ends in the NFL have more receptions than Dalton Schultz. Those guys, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and TJ Hawkinson. That's a pretty elite list. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't other great tight ends in the NFL, and I'm not saying that the Cowboys can't replace this production elsewhere. I think the addition of Brandon Cooks, which I'll get to in just a minute, certainly serves as, you know, reason for why the Cowboys were okay with letting go of Dalton Schultz. But for those of you that are expecting the combination or the three-headed monster of, of Schoonmaker, Ferguson, and Peyton Hendershot to completely replace Dalton Schultz's production, they have a long way to go. Uh, Ferguson and Hendershot would effectively have to double their rookie year production, and Schoonmaker would have to have quite a rookie year of his own to make the type of impact and to make up for, in my opinion, the loss of Dalton Schultz. So to me, on paper, I think objectively – the Cowboys are worse at the tight end position, even if you think they can find the production that they lose at that position in other places. The wide receiver group. Undoubtedly, substantially better heading into 2023. I would forgive you if you didn't realize that Noah Brown had a better season than Michael Gallup did last year. But that's exactly what happened. Noah Brown had 43 catches for 555 yards and three touchdowns. Michael Gallup had 39 for 424 and four touchdowns. If that doesn't speak to how bad the position was last year, I don't know what will. Swap out Noah Brown for Brandon Cooks. Because again, Noah Brown was the second leading wide receiver on the team last year. And then you get Cooks and a guy who... Last season, in just 13 games, caught 57 balls for 699 yards. 
has multiple thousand yard uh, thousand yard seasons on his ledger over the past few years, minus the year that he did get hurt a few years ago when he had less than 600, I think, but he only played a handful of games. Ultimately, the addition of Brandon Cooks pushes everybody back into a role that is more palatable. By adding Brandon Cooks, you maybe have a second thousand yard receiver opposite CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup, many assume, will be improved. I think that's somewhat, you know, getting a little bit too optimistic to think he will be markedly improved. The hope is that he can return to his pre-ACL form, but we just don't know there. Uh, Either way, though, with the addition of Cooks, he now doesn't really need to take a drastic step step forward. We don't need Michael Gallup to get us 1,000 yards anymore because of the fact and the addition of Brandon Cooks. So the Cowboys clearly much better at the wide receiver position. So far... Four of the five position groups on the offensive uh, side of the ball, or excuse me, three of the five on the offensive side of the ball, uh, better, one a push, and one worse. Uh, Finally, the last one that I come to, which I do believe is better, and this is debatable, the offensive line. The best version of the Cowboys offensive line in 2022 was some combination of Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Matt Biotish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, and sprinkle in a little Jason Peters there to make you feel good. Obviously, that's not how they started the season. And in truth, we maybe could still see another Jason Peters edition as we plow towards 2023. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's not impossible to think that he could skip out on training camp 
and then give the Cowboys a call when they return to Dallas and say, hey, I've been standing shape. You know that because I work out the out at the facility all the time. How would you like me to come around and just be around the team, right? Uh, he can serve in that role just like he did last season. This year, not really much difference there either. The best version of the Cowboys offensive line, assuming health, will be Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Matt Biotish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele. It's the same five. Um, however, I do think they're better here. And I think I can make the argument for why Tyler Smith coming off of an electric rookie season, it's reasonable to anticipate that he would improve from one year to the next. I'm not saying they're better because I'm assuming Tyron Smith's health. In fact, I'm probably assuming on the other side that at some point he does go down and gets hurt and they have to fill in. But from that standpoint, if he does start the season available, they are markedly better along the offensive line group. And I also think continuity is an important part of this specific position group. Not so much for wide receivers or running backs or even really any other position group on the team, but for offensive line groups, I do think a team can improve from one year to the next without swapping out any personnel simply by virtue of the fact that they have another year under their belts. So that's my argument here for why I think the Cowboys offensive line is better at this moment here in 2023 than they were at the height of their powers even back in 2022. So again, I recap on the offensive side, three groups I believe have improved this offseason. One, the quarterback group was a push, and the other, the tight end group, the group that I do think got worse on paper this offseason. Heading to the defensive side of the ball. And this is where things get exciting because, as you know, if you've been paying attention to the Cowboys this offseason, a lot of their focus, surprisingly, has come on the defensive side of the ball. Well, along the edges, not much has changed. The best group that they rolled out in 2022, you know, you could debate this, of course, but in my mind, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, Chauncey Goldston. I think this is a push heading into 2023. And the reason I say that is because all those same five guys are back. I think some have the potential to progress, right, to improve. The likes of Sam Williams, maybe Dorrance Armstrong can take another step. Chauncey Goldston. At the same time, Demarcus Lawrence is 31. Might he step back? Might there be some health concerns there to be uh, aware of? Either way, on paper, from a personnel standpoint, I don't think the ends got better or worse this offseason. I ultimately think Sam Williams is the guy that can tip the scales here for me and push it in favor of saying the 2023 group is improved. Before you start, I understand Micah Parsons could and maybe should be a part of this group. For now, though, for this exercise, we're keeping him with the linebacker group because ultimately, you know, the names along the defensive line, kind of all the same guys. They brought the whole band back together, at least on the edges of the defensive line. Now we move to the interior. Duh. Yeah, the Cowboys got better here heading into 2023. The obvious reason that they spent their number one draft pick finally on an interior lineman. They added Monzie Smith, and by doing so, all the best players that were on the team a season ago in 2022 
Jonathan Hankins, Osa Odigizua, Neville Gallimore, Quentin Bahama. All those guys get pushed down the roster and down the depth chart because Mozzie Smith comes in and immediately becomes the number one run-stuffing defensive tackle for this football team. What an addition to add to an already great run-stuffer in Jonathan Hankins. I think, again, objectively, there's no doubt that the Cowboys are better on the interior defensive line side of the ball than they were at any point in 2022, even at the height of their powers. The linebacker group, I believe they're improved. I believe they're improved. Now, I suppose you could fight me on that, right? Hey, they brought the band back together here as well, right? All they did was, you know, re-sign Leighton Vander Esch. Anthony Barr is ultimately going to be gone. But I think Anthony Barr's loss is more than replaced by the emergence of Damone Clark. Damone Clark was phenomenal last season. And yes, I could throw him into the best version of the 2022 mix. I probably would in the back end of the year, but he was coming off an incredible rehab situation. So incredible, in fact, that most people didn't even think he was going to play last season. So to see what he did a year ago, knowing that he may not have been fully at 100%, I do believe there's a strong chance that he can drastically improve this season. And then, of course, they also added... DeMarvion uh, Overshawn. So, DeMarvion, yeah, sorry. Just thought I said that wrong, that name wrong. Uh, DeMarvion Overshawn. They added him in the third round, and that, to me, solidifies the back-end depth that maybe we had questions about because Jabril Cox didn't necessarily develop into the guy that we thought he would. Uh, Malik Jefferson didn't really have any significant impact there when they brought him on last season. Again, I think the best group, that was available in 2022 consisted of Micah Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch, Anthony Barr, Damone Clark, and Luke Gifford. They lost Luke Gifford to the Titans this offseason. Not that significant of a loss when you added Overshawn. Again, I think the increased role for Damone Clark actually puts the Cowboys in a better position here heading into 2023 than at any point, right, at the height of their powers in 2022. So starting out on the defensive side of the ball, two position groups, excuse me, two of the three position groups already better than they were, in my opinion, at the height of their powers in 2022. Then we get to the fun stuff. Cornerback. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Absolutely they are better. Okay, just the addition of Stephon Gilmore. Take everything else away. Just that addition makes the Cowboys a better unit at cornerback heading into 2023. But you throw in the development of Deron Bland, a player who I have him listed as a part of the best group of what 22 had to offer. Uh, in fact, he was my second best cornerback of that group in 2022. And even with that being the case, he immediately gets pushed to a number three role with Stefan Gilmore stepping in. So much like the interior defensive line situation, when you get a player of that quality that pushes everybody down the depth chart, that can only mean good things down the road for this football team. So no argument, I think, from an objective perspective that the Cowboys are better at cornerback on paper. And then finally, 
the safety position. And I want to be fair about this. I think it's a push. Ultimately, I could make the case for why they might be better heading into this season. I really could. The emergence of Israel Mukuwamu at the end of the season last year, uh, the fact that all of these guys have been in Dan's Quis- Dan Quinn's system now for a few years, and they are the signal callers, you know, the J. Ron Curses and Donovan Wilsons of the world that understand this system and the versatility that this safety group brings to the position here heading into 2023. All that I can make the case for why they may be better this season. But I think on paper, personnel-wise, they pretty much brought the band back, right? Same as they did along the edges of the defensive line group. So for me, the evaluation on the safety position, I have that as a push as of right now here in June compared to the Cowboys' best version there in 2022. So to recap, right, we did 10 different position groups, quarterback, running back, tight end, offensive line, wide receiver, outside defensive lineman, inside defensive lineman, linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. Of those 10 units, okay, I have one of those units being worse, the tight end group. I have three of those units pushing, right, kind of staying the same, the quarterback, the outer edges of the defensive ends, and the safety group. And then the seven other position groups, in this man's opinion, and I'm one guy, understandably so, would love to hear your take, but I think the Cowboys got better at seven of the ten position groups that they attempted to address this offseason. And that's the way I see it. I think the evaluation is, is pretty fair. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Please, uh, respond to the article there on bloggingtheboys.com or hit me up on Twitter at rw 3 Give me your takes. Do you think the Cowboys are better? Do you think they're worse? Do you think they got plans for this money that they've just freed up as of today, right? Remember, that cap savings for the Ezekiel Elliott uh, release kicks in here June 1st today. So be on the lookout. Keep an eye and uh, make sure you have those notifications turned on to at blogging the boys on Twitter for any and all breaking Cowboys news, because we will keep you up to date with it. Again, I'd love to hear what you think about what the Cowboys have done this off season, but for now I'll leave you with mine, right? Seven of the 10 position groups, the Cowboys have improved here and it's only June of 2023. You can be excited Cowboys fans. I give you permission to do so until next Thursday. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys. And we'll see you next week.